I wish I was facing you. Um, well. I'm so used to facing you. You could turn the chair a little bit if you wanted to. Because it just feels. Yeah, to, <laughs> to, to the camera, you know. When do we ever do that? I mean, when we, re- when we record videos, the camera's this way. You do turn a lot. You do turn, like, your whole body to face me. And all we see on the video is just a side profile of you, but... That's fine. I can say this one. Yeah. It doesn't matter. be unhappy about it. That's okay. It's okay that I'm unhappy. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Not my problem. Welcome to the 48th episode of Beer and Fear. My name is Zach. It was Paige. This is I a... I guess. Is it? You guess. It's been Paige for the last 47 episodes, so you're going to change it now? Well, we'll keep it consistent. This is a special episode. Um, if you're watching this, you can obviously see why uh, right off the bat without us having to say anything. But if you're just listening, uh, let us... Uh, key you in clue let us clue you in a little bit uh we are not in our normal spot in illinois on our comfy blue couch we are in comfy blue couch is arguable i think it's comfy not to me i've slept on that thing you've slept on that thing. well it's comfier than the black one uh, we are in rapid city south dakota this is the first uh well actually your, your the episode at your place was the first uh beer and fear on the go podcast episode uh but we're i'm the farthest away from that's not true this is the farthest away uh, this podcast has been uh ever so uh we took a trip to south dakota and uh we wanted to do an episode we wanted to uh go to a brewery grab a beer and and do an episode while we're out because we thought it'd be cool so um you want to tell me about tell me about your day? Tell me about your week. Last couple days, last week, just a recap how things have been. Hmm. I've been very melancholy. Yeah. And sad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're sad. We're all sad um, every now and then, and it sucks. Mine's a consistent sadness. But you rebound called though. mental illness. Yeah, you'll re- you'll rebound though. Things won't always be uh, sad and bad. That's the important thing. Yeah, to then I have my manic episodes, and then I'll be good. <laughs> yeah, but you, <laughs> you, uh, I, I think what's important is sharing, uh, spending time, sharing and spending time with uh, the people closest to you and the people that love you. Mm. And I think that that helps a lot. Uh, so the last couple of days, we've we've had the the benefit of doing that. And uh, spending a couple of days together, and it's been a lot of fun. It's hard to tell you about my day when you were so a part of it. You were so a part of yesterday too. Yeah, we. I mean, we. Yeah, we can talk about that. Is there anything you want to? Any notable mentions? Um, we've seen a lot of dinosaurs. Yeah, there's been a lot of dinosaurs on this trip to South Dakota. We actually didn't see any dinosaurs until we hit South Dakota. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why there's such a. Um, I'm telling you, it's probably because they found a bunch of dinosaur fossils out here. That might have something to do with it, yeah. 
I don't know. Or it's just an attraction that they were like, let's build dinosaurs. Let's just make every gas station dinosaurs in South Dakota. If you've ever been to a Sinclair, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> you you know the green dinosaurs that are outside of Sinclair gas stations. Mm-hmm. But we also saw uh, some at uh, Dinosaur Park. And we saw one at, I don't know, whatever gas station that was in Wall. Um, very big green dinosaurs. 80 foot tall dinosaurs yeah, for the one we the saw for Wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Mount Rushmore today. That's the whole point of coming out here. <laughs> I wanted to see Mount Rushmore. Uh, Round Mushmore. Mushmore. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we saw Round Mushmore. <laughs> it was incredible. It was unlike anything I've ever seen. Uh, I've never seen a statue of four presidents before in my entire life. This was the first. I think that's the only one. <laughs> I wanted to see it for a while. I was talking about wanting to make this trip out here. And I had a week off work and I said, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. Let's. I, you know, the drive's not too bad. It was, it was bad. It's not too bad. Um, but it was fun. I'm glad I got to spend it with you, and we got to see Mount Rushmore, and it's incredible. Mount Mushmore. Mount Mushmore. <laughs> Nothing like it, Mount Mushmore. It's, it was really cool, it is and really I'm not cool. like a super patriotic uh, patriotic person. Mm. I almost said patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not patriarchal, whatever the word is. <laughs> uh, the yeah, I, I don't really know. Like, the whole background and, like, the significance of it and, like... Other than the fact that it's our four dead presidents? Yeah. That's pretty significant. I don't know. To me, it's just seeing something cool. It's like, wow, that thing's really cool. You don't really remember, like, school much, do you? No, I don't. I know when we talked about it in in school, um, I forgot all of that. So, you know, who made it and the significance behind it and why it was made and things like that. I don't know. I told you who made it. Yeah, there. I mean, there were also uh, self-guided tours you can take, or not self-guided tours, tours guided by tour guides that you could take, and uh, we didn't do that. We just kind of walked up and took pictures, like most of the people. Um, but it was extremely cool. I'm glad I got to see it finally. I can say that I I saw it, and I think if I hadn't taken this trip, I wouldn't have had another opportunity to see it. I don't know if I would have ever done it. So I'm glad I bit the bullet. I'm not a very, very spontaneous person. You know this about me. I'm glad I bit the bullet and uh, decided to just, you know what, let's let's make this trip. We booked a hotel, I'm sorry, a motel, uh, two days before we left, which is why it was so expensive. But uh, we're glad we made it out here, and we had a lot of fun. We did a lot of stuff today, saw a lot of cool things. I'll add on to that, we saw some bears. We did see some bears. We also saw some wolves. Some wolves and some goats deer. and elk. Yeah. We took a little drive uh trail tour and saw a lot of cool animals that was fun ate at two great restaurants yeah well i mean the first one was all right first one was all right first one was our breakfast and the second one is our brewery uh where we get there's just a drawer over here and i'm stop playing with that you're making noise <laughs> uh second one was our brewery just got back from the brewery and uh we picked up a growler of some beer that we're gonna try and Paige had a cocktail, so... <laughs> so buckle A up. little heavy on the booze, <laughs> that one was. I'm used to, like, you know, like, chain restaurants that are like, all right, this is going to be 90% water and 10%, well, actually 5% spit, and then the other percent is going to be alcohol. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, weren't, uh, they weren't holding back Mm-mm. here at this brewery. It was very strong. But uh, had a great day. It. Fantastic way to end it, too. Um, doing an episode talking about a cool brewery and a cool beer that we're going to try from the brewery we just got back from. That's another out-of-state brewery, thank God. Yep. Um, And then tomorrow, 
We're going to stop at a few places to see the Badlands in South Dakota. We'll be driving during the day, which is nice, and not having to worry about deer running in front of our car. Mm-hmm. Pitch black. It's so dark on those streets in South Dakota. It's crazy. But um, it'll be great. We're going to do more things tomorrow, get back home, see my cat. You'll see your cat. It'll be fun. Let's get into the beer. So the brewery that we're going to have this beer from is Firehouse Brewing Company. We just got back from them. I had a had a pulled pork sandwich with some coleslaw, some fries. You had um, some barbecue, and we shared some tuna poke nachos. Like what? Tuna poke nachos, incredible. They were really tasty. Some want they were the chips were wonton chips. They needed more tuna. Yeah, they needed more tuna. They were kind of skimping on that a little bit, but uh, really good food. It's the brewery is like a. Oh, talk about it. So, Firehouse Brewing Company, and the beer that I picked is Bell Tower Lager. It's American Light Lager, uh, crisp lager. I'm just kidding. It's False Alarm Jalapeno Cream. Called it. <laughs> what it? As soon as I saw it on the menu board, I was just like, he got the jalapeno cream ale. If I know Zachary, and I know Zachary. One of the first things I did... Uh, when we got here, I was looking at breweries, trying to see which one I wanted to stop at. And I saw Firehouse. It's the most popular brewery in uh, Rapid City. And I looked at their beer menu, and I saw this beer, and I was like, holy shit, I got to get me some of this. I got to try it. And the beer menu is on TVs at the restaurant, and Paige saw it. And I was like, you got that beer, didn't you? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. I know so, what I'm talking about. False Alarm Jalapeno Cream Hell is our beer that we're going to try. The... Uh, Brewery is located at 610 Main Street in Rapid City, South Dakota, 57701. That's where we're at. Not 610 Main Street. We're in Rapid City. (laughs) The Firehouse, as it is called by locals, is one of Rapid City's most unique and interesting landmarks. Housed in the original Rapid City Firehouse, a structure built in 1915, it is listed on the National Historic Register. The bar is adorned with authentic South Dakota firefighting memorabilia from the days of Rapid City's first fire brigades, including the original fire pole, ladders, patches, and more. Rapid City's early fire department consisted of three hose companies organized in 1881 and a hook and ladder company. The department became formally organized in 1907, and in 1915, this fine new fire hall was built. The two-story building, constructed of brick and Fall River sandstone, exemplifies the Chicago school style. Following the practice of urban fire departments in those days, this one was built with living quarters for firemen, as well as offices on the second floor. The fire trucks were downstairs, and the firefighters slid down a smooth brass pole when the fire call came in. Now home to Firehouse Brewing, the building still has its fire pole. The Firehouse Brewing Company, South Dakota's first brew hub, first brew pub, is the creation of a group of Rapid City locals who developed the idea of creating an on-site microbrewery after frequenting one of Denver's downtown pubs. The idea was to return the building's interior to its original fire hall glory with the added feature of a brewery visible from behind glass enclosures. The new decor included polished brass and firefighting equipment to adorn the walls, the bar, and even the ceiling. The group of partners walked in the door on the evening of September 3, 1991, with sledgehammers and crowbars in hand. The project, now a part of history, was completed 93 days later. 
The Firehouse Brewing Company opened its doors to an eager throng of patrons on December 5th, 1991. Today, the Firehouse is a favorite with locals and tourists alike and features a brewery, an indoor restaurant and bar, an outdoor patio complete with a band shell for live music, a theater, a winery, and mercantile. They sell merch. I was thinking about buying a, a shirt. Oh, well. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Firehouse Brewing and on Twitter at Firehouse Brew. So from their website and from Untapped, False Alarm Jalapeno Cream Ale, it says made with the help from our guest brewer Bob Oliver from the South Dakota Ale Riders Homebrew Club. No other information. This is a cream ale. Obviously, with uh, some jalapeno inf- infusion, it's going to be interesting. Last time I had a cream ale was episode 30, and I fell in love with it instantly. Vera. Mm. Oh, my goodness. So, I'm excited. Uh, from craftbeer.com, it uh, says this to, has this to say about cream ales. The American cream ale is a mild, pale, light-bodied ale made using a warm fermentation, top or bottom fermenting yeast, and cold lagering. Despite being called an ale when being judged in competitions, it is acceptable for brewers to use lager yeast. Uh, Wikipedia says cream ale is related to pale lager. They are generally brewed to be light and refreshing with a straw to pale golden color. Hop and malt flavor is usually subdued, but like all beer styles, it is open to individual interpretation, so some breweries give them a more assertive character. While cream ales are top fermented ales, they typically undergo an extended period of cold conditioning or lagering after primary fermentation is complete. This reduces fruity esters and gives the beer a cleaner flavor. Some examples also have a lager yeast added for the cold conditioning stage or are mixtures of ales and lagers. Adjuncts such as corn and rice are used to lighten the body and flavor, although all malt examples are available from many craft breweries. I don't know which one this is. It just says jalapeno cream ale. It is 5.5% ABV, 22 IBU, mm-hmm. unknown SRM. It's going to be lighter. It's a cream ale. Uh, beer Advocate calls this a herb and spice beer. I don't know... I don't know why it's a cream ale. I think when we looked up uh, Vera on Beer Advocate, it just said cream ale. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No score on Beer Advocate, zero reviews. It has six ratings with an average rating of 3.74. That's not too great. Uh, it's better than a lot of the stuff we've had. That's true. <laughs> I just have high expectations. You do. Um, I'm not sure if you'll like it. It's As soon as you said jalapeno, I probably won't. It's unique. I don't usually like unique things, no. <laughs> we'll we'll try it. it i'm i'm very excited this is a cool beer this is an interesting beer and uh i'm glad we we picked it up from the brewery that we stopped by here in south dakota let me go grab it i am so sleepy that's a big one. so this is if you're watching um the growler that we got from firehouse i called ahead and asked if they had cans of this available and unfortunately they did not i asked if they had growlers and they said they did so i asked them what the smallest growler they had was and they said 32 ounces so this is a 32 ounce growler of jalapeno uh false alarm jalapeno cream ale i love the the design on here Mm -hmm. firehouse brewing it's a bunch of flames extinguish your thirst black hills south dakota and obviously, it's not adorned with any other artwork because it's not for false alarm. It's just a firehouse's growler, and I'm glad I get to take this home with me. We're going to have to finish all of this before we leave with it. 
32 ounces. Pint glasses are 16. So that's one for each of us. I really don't think I'm going to like it, so I'm like... I'll finish yours. Really? If I like it. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, bye. Already doing great. You are killing this. And Paige uh, brought her beer and fear pint glasses that uh, I gifted her for her birthday. Can never forget a butt chin. And if you have uh, foam for longer than four hours, consult your doctor. If you want one of these, visit our website, beerandfearcast.com. <laughs> no, I wish we sold pint glasses. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Pour me very little. I'm going to pour you a full glass. No! My tummy's upset. I like the color. Looks like apple juice. Maybe I can trick myself into thinking it's apple juice. I'm going to get a whiff of this. i got to get a photo. Not a very strong smell to it. Um, color's very lagerish. It looks like a lager. Kind of smells like a lager. No, no very strong aromas coming from this. I think it was similar to Vera. I don't know if Vera had like a pistachio sort of scent to it, but I don't know. It smells like a, I would think a cream ale should. I was expecting more jalapeno. There is a little bit. Not really a lot. Not a lot, no. It's kind of in the back end. It's not bad. No, it's it's good. It's a delicious cream ale. It's very uh, very crisp and mm. crisp and clean. It goes down like a lager, but it it's definitely it's got a sort of of a unique spin to it. If you keep it on your tongue, it tingles. Yeah. Oh, there's the jalapeno. Yeah, it's in the finish. It's uh, towards the end there. Um, it's inter- It's like in the back of your throat. Almost, you know? Like, I got it directly on my tongue. Yeah, it's just in the tail end after you uh, you finish drinking. It's a little bit of the aftertaste, kind of. I shouldn't have had that cocktail because I probably would have been able to drink more of this. But, like... Well, drink as much as you can. My tummy is, like, not having it. Oh, I can finish this, definitely. Um, as long as you're okay to drive tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're like, how would you even say that? I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in the fridge and the rest of this and I'll drink it all in the morning. Ah, yeah, good idea. Did you say what our episode was about? No, I just remembered. <laughs> I never introduced the episode, uh, what our topic was. But um, I, I want to keep talking about the beer just a little bit more. Um, crisp, clean, but it, if you've ever had a cream ale before, it's got a little more body to it than just a lager. A lager is very thin. This is definitely has a little more body. Um, I'm gonna weigh in. Sure. If it wasn't for the jalapeno, this would just be another lager. Oh, sure. I think, yeah. And the jalapeno is not strong enough for me to be like, this is a jalapeno cream ale. It's like a little afterthought. Yeah, like a, I mean, it's kind of like a false alarm, you know, where it's like, uh, (laughs) where it's like you detect some spiciness and it's sort of starting to sneak up on you and then it's just like, nah. I don't get any. Hmm. I mean, jalapenos aren't that spicy. No. I mean, I don't know how they, how they would make this either. Do they like? I'm thinking they juice the jalapeno. They grab the jalapenos and they're just like they ring them out, <laughs> pulling down in that motion. Yeah. Yep. They like, ring them out. <laughs> it's uh, it's very interesting. It's unique. I like it. I I think I just I just enjoy 
uh, cream ales. Like I enjoy pilsners because they're mm. similar, but uh, pilsners are a little more weedy and and I think toasty. Um, this uh, definitely has uh, more body and depth to it than a lager or a pilsner, but delicious. Jalapeno is an interesting twist, but I agree with you. It would just be just another just another beer if it weren't for that little spin. But and it's a little faint kiss, a little fly fart of jalapeno. That's one way to describe it, yeah. It's not bad. No. It's just like... Yeah. Eh, if they'd done a little more jalapeno, I would have been like, eh. Yeah, I was expecting more, right. But at the same... You, you were saying... You were denouncing the beer when you said jalapeno. You found out it was jalapeno. I didn't think it would mix well. So if... I like jalapenos. <laughs> I just don't, you know, imagine them in a beer. Who's going to like walk up to that and be like... That's probably why they did it. That's the one. Exactly. All right, let's rate it. I'd probably drink more of it, but that cocktail fucked my stomach up. Yeah, describe the cocktail that you got. Oh, my God. Okay, it was just like... Okay, it said rum, and then it said Malibu. So we have come to the agreement that they just put two types of rum in there. Yeah, rum and then more rum. Then melon liqueur, then... Blue Curacao. Blue Curacao. I think that's it. It was called the Miracle Elixir, unless something else was in it. I don't think so, though. I think that's it. It was pure booze. Just pure booze. There was like... <laughs> it was so strong. It was so boozy, yep. <laughs> I could only finish it after it got watered down. Yeah, after the ice had melted a little yeah. bit. Ugh. You want to tell uh, tell everyone what this episode's about since I neglected <laughs> to in the beginning? <laughs> Zach picked megalophobia. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Uh, megalophobia is the fear of large objects. Yes, it is. So the object in question, I guess I could just go into it. Uh, the object in question can run the gamut from large ships to airplanes and large animals to towering sculptures. It's different for everyone, and there is a treatment available to help with this phobia. Uh, there are a number of different things that can trigger feelings of fear and anxiety for a person who has megalophobia. Some people may experience symptoms in the presence of a wide variety of large obsec- uh, objects, while others may only have these feelings when they are around specific triggers. Mm. Uh, you may be f- afraid of very large animals, stationary objects, massive man-made objects. Some common things are airplanes, blimps, buildings, buses, construction equipment, elephants, enormous mm. trees like sequoias or redwoods. Hills and mountains, large bodies of water, ships, sculptures, statues, trains, and whales. Which whales are massive, so I can understand how there would be a fear behind that. Sure. Um, Symptoms uh, is obviously the primary symptoms of fear of the large objects or animals. But you can have um, chest pain, diarrhea, dizziness, feelings of panic, increased heart rate, nausea, shaking, shortness of breath, and sweating. Wow, interesting. There really aren't any known reasons for the cause of megalophobia. Um, there are factors, excuse me. Oh, I tasted the jalapeno on the burp. Yeah, jalapeno burp. The phobia of large objects is usually associated with objects that are larger than the actual object they're representing. It might be a larger-than-life sculpture of a person from history or an animal that does not fit the typical size we associate with the species. Yeah. For people with megalophobia, these abnormal sizes create a genuine feeling of fear where others may only be in awe at the size. Like, have you seen the world's biggest cow? Where is that? Hang on. Probably Wisconsin. If it's in Wisconsin, we're driving by it on the way back. <laughs> or Kansas. Oklahoma. I'm just going to keep guessing all the states until I get it right. That's Iowa. 
Iowa. Okay. I just want a picture. It's a big fucking cow. I bet. That makes sense that the the fear would stem from larger than normal depictions or um I guess versions of Oh. Oh, it's an actual cow. Oh my gosh. Not a statue. Oh yeah, I thought it was a. I thought no, you were talking about a statue, cow, like a big. Compared to other cows. Yeah, that's a giant. That's a gigantic cow. And next to a person. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow, it's a big boy. Um, yeah, that makes sense that the fear can be triggered by the larger depictions of real life things. Now I wonder if that fear would then um, create a fear of the thing itself. Like, you see a larger-than-life cow, and then you're just f- fearful of all cows. I wonder if there's a correlation there. Hmm. Uh, sometimes new stories or even legends can contribute to these fears. A perfect example is the fear of gigantic animals. The giant squid has been part of mythology and lore since the earliest days of shi- uh, sailing ships. Earliest days of shits. Earliest days of ships sailing. I switched the round on the earliest days of shits. Uh, legends abound of this, of sailors who were lost to the monsters of the deep. Mm-hmm. It is likely that in the days before modern navigational systems, many of those ships were simply run aground or dashed against the rocks. Still, the room persisted. Um, oh, obviously, we went into the Kraken. Did we do the Kraken? Or we do giant, giant squids? We did the Kraken. Did we? Do, yeah, we did the... Did we do the Kraken? Did we? <laughs> Gosh. Don't even know our own episodes. Um, so, as far as treatment goes... Um, psychotherapy is the most common treatment, but medications may be used in some cases to help people with symptoms related to the phobia. Um, cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT, uh, in which the person is encouraged to replace phobic thoughts with more rational ones and various exposure strategies are employed. A psychotherapist may literally walk someone through what they fear about large objects in the process. They try to help the person understand rationally why that fear may be unfounded. The goal is then to work through a more realistic perspective of their fears and face situations that the phobia has caused the person to avoid. I think I talked about that in claustrophobia. Probably. Was it claustrophobia or heights, one of those two? And then there's CBT. exposure therapies. Yeah. Um, this can be approached through systematic desensitization. Um a more gradual set of exposure techniques or flooding in which the client is quickly exposed to the feared object at no time is the client placed in danger though right yeah we talked about VR that's right how that can help therapy that's it that's your section that's it dude it's gonna be a short episode there's not much no it's a very uh, niche topic we could do a bunch of videos and pictures of like things that would terrify people with megalophobia and just post them all on there yeah like Quetzalcoatlus what? It's the, hang on. Why do you not know these things? Why do you know these things? The question shouldn't be, why don't I know these things? <laughs> it should be, why do you know all these random things? Quetzalcoatlus? <laughs> Quetzalcoatlus. Quetzalcoatlus? Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that was the name of that. Yeah, those are big. Yeah, they're big. Like giraffe size. Giant dude. All right, I'm going to need a photo of one of those to put on the website so you can look at it. Because I think if you just tell them to Google Quetzalcoatlus... Quetzalcoatlus. They wouldn't know where to begin. It's my favorite dinosaur or reptile, I guess. Is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's not It's not around anymore. But no. It's cool. I don't have a favorite dinosaur. Someone asked me what my favorite dinosaur was, and I couldn't tell them. Embarrassing. I don't know. 
What about a Spinosaurus? Those guys are cool. They are cool. Um, maybe a pterodactyl. Okay. A little like, wimpy version of the Quetzalcoatlus. Yeah, because they can fly. So can Quetzalcoatlus. The same compared to other dinosaurs. Oh. You can fly. That's why I like them. They are cute, though. <laughs> I suppose. I mean, as far as we know, they're cute. So, yeah, not a whole lot on this uh, particular phobia. I'm sure we'll have uh, episodes in the future where we'll cover different phobias again, and some of them obviously will be more niche, and some of them will be more um, broad and all-encompassing, uh, a little more popular, more commonplace for most people. Um, I don't know of any other any other phobias we did. We did. I had to look back. We did do Kraken. We did do the episode on the Kraken. I can really hardly remember that one. Uh, was that the one we did? Oh, Sailor's Cush, we did the Kraken. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I don't see any other phobias on here. This might be our first phobia. This might be our first phobia episode. I don't see any other phobias that we've done before. Well, ain't that wild. Ain't that a trip. Uh, So it's not the most common, um, but I I picked this particularly um, because it kind of tied in with uh, the trip kind of tied in with the purpose of us going out here. I picked megalophobia because of Mount Rushmore. Ah, uh, okay. Now you see the connection. Uh, and then, speaking of the beer, there's absolutely zero connection with the beer. No. Whatsoever. You just wanted to try it. I just wanted to try this beer, and the, you know, the brewery looked really cool. And we were in Rapid City, South Dakota. <laughs> so, False Alarm Jalapeno Cream Ale has no tie-in with megalophobia. But I picked megalophobia because we went and saw Mount Rump. Rump Mushmore. We saw Mount Rushmore in uh, right outside of Keystone, South Dakota. Very cool. We had a lot of photos. I'll include one in the episode page. Um, hopefully, I'll. I, I'm, I'm planning on editing a video altogether of all the videos and pictures and things that we took on our trip and putting that together and maybe putting that you know up on the on the either on the website or on the YouTube's. The YouTube's. Yeah, I'll figure something out. But megalophobia because of Mount Rushmore because it's so gigantic. It's sure. huge. So. My section isn't really a story. My section just talks about world's largest X. World's largest things. Okay. Uh, so I have a bunch of different facts that I compiled that talk about the world's largest things. Not very many of them. Uh, it's hardly even a page. I was going to make a penis joke. <laughs> well, we'll wait on that till the end. <laughs> the world's tallest building. Mm-hmm. World's tallest man-made structure. Can I guess? Go ahead. Is it in China? It is not in China. Is it in Dubai? It is in Dubai. Yeah. You know what it's called? Oh, God, I don't remember. But I remember what it looks like. Yep, world's tallest man-made structure is the 2,722-foot Burj Khalifa. That's right. In Dubai. I knew that. In the United Arab Emirates. I'm going to try this again. Yeah, you're hardly... You didn't drink any of it. That's good. Continue. The building gained the official title of tallest building in the world and the tallest self-supported structure at its opening on January 9th, 2010. You know in Dubai, they're like a construction, like Mecca, and they have like man-made islands in shapes, like designed into shapes. Like if you do an aerial view of Dubai. Oh, I think I've seen it. Like it looks like almost like a starfish and it's got a lot of. One that looks like the United States. Wow. There's one that looks like... Actually, I think it's the map. I think it's the map of the world, not the United States. Um, and then there's one that looks like a palm tree. Hmm. I've seen stuff like that, like satellite aerial photos of that. I didn't know it was in Dubai. 
That is the Burj oh, Khalifa. Oh, don't push the thingy off the table. Oh, I thought you were so close to pushing the beer off the table. I probably was. I, I forgot I put it back there. <laughs> I'm just trying to rep our, our brewery. That's the Burj Khalifa. Yes, I remember what it looks like. It is like enormous. A giant. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> like a giant toothpick. Um, yes, exactly. But there's a photo. You can see photos of people like standing near the top of it, looking down. It's yeah. ridiculous. Oh, that's scary. Uh, there's a photo that I saw online while looking up photos of this, of someone looking up at it from street level. Mm-hmm. You cannot see the top of it. Oh shit! It's so tall you can't see. It just goes forever, seemingly. I don't know what was the tallest building before that, what it beat, but January 9th, 2010 is when it was constructed. In comparison, the Willis Tower in Chicago is 1,729 feet, 1,729 feet from the ground to its tip mm-hmm. versus 2722. Just the tip. Just the tip. The world's tallest mountain. Mm-hmm. Is it Mount Everest? It's Mount Everest. It's in? Uh, oh, God. I don't remember. It's in Nepal, China. Yeah. It's the world world's highest peak at 29,029 feet. Damn. Uh, if you didn't know what Mount Everest looked like, that's the peak of Mount Everest. I couldn't imagine. Okay, so, like, I know that, like, is it considered a wonder of the world? Well, we were looking we were at that. We were just talking about yeah, this. The seven historical, or the what it was, whatever it was called, wonders of the world, this is not one of them. But, but isn't there, like specifically like wonders of the world that are natural formations that are considered wonders of the world they're very well like could the be, grand yes. canyon oh yeah yeah grand canyon was on my little map list that i was looking at yeah mm-hmm. so dam that's not natural but that line of people makes me think that i will not discredit it is very dangerous you have to be in good physical condition it's insanely peak difficult. Fiddle, physical condition fiddle condition <laughs> gotta be able to fiddle yeah <laughs> You gotta be in peak physical condition to do a climb like that. Yes. To do really any climbing, um, as someone who is very experienced in that. <laughs> Speaking from experience, yeah. Speaking from experience, I've actually climbed Mount Everest. Um, it just seems so touristy. It's, with that many people yes, trying to get to the peak, it's definitely gotten that way. Yes, this is an interesting photo uh, that I included. It's. All these, all these people managed to climb it, and they're all waiting in line to get to the very top mm. of the mountain to take a photo or just say that they've been up there. People waiting in a line like you would at a, yeah, like you would at Mount Mushmore. <laughs> on fucking Mount Everest, you're waiting in line. Like, how is that a thing? You climb Mount Everest, and there is literally... There's a line. There's literally a <laughs> section on Mount Everest. I think it's Mount Everest. That's like, it's got a name. I have to look it up. Uh-huh. Um, but it's like a something i think rainbow something that's just dead bodies and it's called that because of their their colorful coats and it's too dangerous to remove the bodies so they just leave them there as like mile markers yeah you think it's mount everest people people die and they just end up staying there that's where they I think it's rainbow valley yes rainbow valley wow see i didn't know that yeah it is a site that is stretched with dead bodies of unsuccessful climbers holy yep. cow and they're just left there, and like people who climb it are just like, oh, yep, there's, there's the red coat. That's where I'm at. Jeez. And then you see this picture, and it's just like, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. 
I have to question, were those people like climbing in an off year where it's like, or an off time of season where it was like dangerous to climb and that's why they failed to climb or, you know, um, unpredictable weather occurred? Like I've experienced. Yeah, it could be a multitude of things. You really got to prepare for anything and everything when you're making this trip. But Mm -hmm. it's just funny. It's hilarious to me that there's a line on Mount Everest. Like you're on Disney trying to meet Mickey Mouse. Take a number, please. All right, number 32, you're up. You 32. get somebody, like, standing, like, right there in cargo shorts with, like, a visor on. They're just like, who's got the next ticket? And they get, like, you should have you should have done the easy pass. <laughs> Flash pass. <laughs> Ice cold Coke here. Get your Coca-Cola. <laughs> $10 a bottle. You got people walking around with carts selling hot dogs. Oh, um, yeah, that is wild. You managed to conquer the tallest living anything living? in the world <laughs> then you gotta wait in line at the top <laughs> yep there have been over 4,000 successful climbers to date and more than 300 people have died attempting to reach the summit Mount Rushmore in comparison has an elevation of 5,725 feet above sea level mm. compared to 29,029 so you could stack six of about a little less than six Mount Rushmore's on top of each other to, to reach Mount Everest. Imagine six Mount Rushmore's. How <laughs> weird would that be? That's 24 heads. That's a lot of heads. How many people have died on Mount Rushmore, Zachary? Ooh. No one died during the blasting and carving process. However, some of the workers died later of silicosis, which is a lung condition. I meant from climbing it. Caused by the dust that they inhaled while carving the granite. Uh, I don't know. Oh, here's a Chicago Tribune article, 2018. Illinois man killed. Illinois man killed in fall at Mount uh, Rushmore. Found at the base of a cliff near a popular climbing area. Oh, these are just some fun facts about Mount Rushmore now. I'm going down a rabbit hole of stuff. George Washington was carved first, by the way. Oh, good to know. Are you just reading fun facts about Mount Rushmore right now? Yeah. <laughs> Took about 14 years to carve it. Uh, and then uh, Gutson Borglum was in charge of carving Mount Rushmore. He's that bust that we saw as we were walking walking in and out. Here's a question here. How come Abraham Lincoln is so far away from the other three presidents? So at first, uh, Borglum planned to carve the faces in the following order. Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, and Abraham Lincoln where George Washington would be in the middle. But then the workers were halfway through carving Thomas Jefferson. They realized that the rock was weak. So Borglum and the workers blasted Jefferson off the mountain (laughs) and began to carve him on the other side of Washington. Uh, Because of this, Borglum had to figure out a new place to put Lincoln. He decided to carve Lincoln on the end where the rock would be stable. Hmm. Some fun facts for you. So megalophobia. (laughs) They'll they'll get to the topic of (laughs) it. The world's tallest statue. Mm-hmm. Is it the Jesus statue in Brazil? It is not. In Rio de Janeiro, no. Oh, really? It is not. That is actually far from the tallest. Oh, I just assumed. That was just the tallest statue I know. It's, it's pretty big. The world's tallest statue is the Statue of Unity in uh, Gujarat, India. Oh, never heard of it. It's 597 feet tall. Pretty big statue. 790 feet with the base. Damn. It rises 177 feet higher than the previous record holder, the Spring Temple Buddha, Mm. in China's Henan province, which is 502 feet, 682 feet with the base. So this is a statue of unity. 
Look at those feet. It is gigantic. Uh, and then you mentioned the feet. This is uh, people next to them. Big statue. Yes. How big is the Statue of Liberty? That's my next bullet. Oh, okay. So these photos of the statue and all the photos we, uh, I'm showing Paige, will be available on the website, beerandfearcast.com. This episode's page number 48. It's gigantic. It is towering. It's insane how huge this thing is. In comparison, the uh, Statue of Liberty in New York is just over 151 feet to its torch. That's small. 305 from ground level to torch. Man, France, why do you give us such a small statue? Yeah, it's 597. Uh, Some notable mentions of uh, big statues. The um, Ushiku Daibutsu statue in Japan is this one. That's cool looking. Yeah, this uh, very famous photo. I saw this on Reddit first. It gets posted around Reddit quite frequently. But the picture actually makes it look a lot bigger than it actually is. The way that the camera is set up. It's only about 390 feet tall, which is still pretty big, but it looks like it just, it, it towers over the city. Well, for someone who's 5'6", I would say. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. tall. Yeah. You're right. And then uh, Jatayu Earth Center statue in the Kalam district of Kerala, India. This is actually... The world's largest bird statue. Oh, that's so cool. Isn't that dope? Look at its talons. I want to see this. Yeah, that's I awesome. I want to see this in person. You can see how tiny the people are. It's gigantic. The statue's really huge. Awesome. It is really cool. Um, actually, statues was uh, kind of the reason why I, I was thinking about doing this also. Because I'll, I'll get into this later. I actually have... I see some of these and I actually get pretty... I have some sort of minor fear response too. Mm-hmm. World's longest bridge. It is the Danyang Kushan Grand Bridge. Uh, longest bridge in the world. It's located in Jiangsu, China. It has a total length of 102.4 miles. Damn. That is this bridge. So large. Ooh. It goes off the... It just sneaks into the horizon there. It's a big bridge. You can't see the whole thing. The world's longest ship is the Seawise Giant. Mm-hmm. It's the world's longest ship ever constructed at 1,504 feet. It's longer than the height of many of the world's tallest buildings. Damn. That is... Where is it? There it is. Compared to, like, a normal ship here. Can you imagine being the person that has to steer that? <laughs> Backing up. I'm backing up. I don't know how often it moved, but yeah, that's it's ridiculous. It's gigantic. It's no longer, I think, around. That's why it says it was the longest ship. Uh, it was longer than the Empire State Building is tall. You believe that? That seems ridiculous. Yeah. And it spanned a length greater than the Pentagon. Damn. So this was a gigantic ship. Uh, the world's largest vehicle... Mm-hmm. The Bagger 288, built in 1978 by the German company Krupp, is Krupp. a bucket wheel excavator and strip mining machine and is the largest land vehicle in the world with a length of 721 feet, a width of 151 feet, a height of 315 feet, and a weight of 13,500 tons. How which you get is into that? 29,800,000 pounds. That's a lot. Wait, wait until you see this thing. Okay. You need, like, an elevator to get up. 
Oh, wow. I've seen things like those before. That is the world's largest land vehicle. So over so here... So it's got those treads. Yep. So it's got, it's got uh, two sets of them. One here and then one up here. And this is actually able to uh, raise or lower relative to this one. So this one's at a higher, higher elevation than this is. And then it's got this giant excavator here. And it just towers. It's enormous. It's crazy. I'm wondering why... Oh, I guess to... I'm just like, I'm so curious as to how that works, like all the scaffolding. What's yeah, all that it has to for? take multiple people to operate this thing. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Um, the world's tallest tree, redwoods. The tallest trees in the world are redwoods, which tower above the ground in California. They can easily reach heights of 300 feet. There's one in like a national park that you can go and drive through. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It's like carved and yeah, you can bring your car through it. That's right. Among these, a tree named Hyperion mm. dwarfs them all. Estimated to be 700 to 800 years old, its exact location is kept secret to protect it from damage, but it does hold the record for tallest tree at 379.1 feet. Awesome. That's taller than London's Big Ben. It's a big tree. A fun fact, Big Ben is actually the nickname for the Great Bell, but it's frequently extended to also refer to the clock and the clock tower. Hmm. Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. the, in London, the clock tower. The official name for the tower in which Big Ben the Bell is located was originally the clock tower, but it was renamed the Elizabeth Tower in 2012. Oh. So people say Big Ben and they're referring to the tower, but it's, it's actually the name, the name of the bell inside. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, world's largest animal. What? I assume a whale. What kind of whale? Uh, probably a blue whale. A blue whale is the biggest animal on the planet, weighing up to 400,000 pounds and reaching up to 98 feet in length. Gorgeous. They are beautiful. I was telling you earlier about a website that's no longer available. Is it where you can see like the size of animals in like, person? It was a website where it would pull up a photo of a blue whale... Mm -hmm. But it was life-size, and mm -hmm. it would show it on your monitor. So you pull up this website. And You've all, told me about this before. Yeah, and all you can see is the eye of the whale in, your, in the screen. Because that's how big the freaking whale is. And you have to click and drag to get to the other, you know, the ends of the Doesn't blue whale to see it. It's offline now. Oh, that's yeah. lame. And you can't find it on, like, the Wayback Machine? I don't know. I, I really haven't tried. I think it was a Flash application, and Flash has, unfortunately, since died. Oh, that's right. I'll try and dig around for it, and if I can find it, I'll include a link on the website. But it was very cool. Pull up the website, and it's it's a life-size scale of a blue whale on your computer screen. You have to click and drag to get, you know, to see the whole whale. It's insane. That's how big they are. Lastly, the world's tallest human. You know who this is? The tallest person in recorded history. You just knew a lot of things from oh. the stuff I was covering. That's why I asked. The tallest. I, um, I know the tallest Chinese person. Is it Yao Ming? Yeah. Yeah. The tallest person in recorded history was Robert Wadlow. Was he 12 feet tall? No. He was born 1918, died 1940. Also known as the Giant of Illinois. Did he have size uh, 20 shoes? 37 double A. Damn! Gotta get the freaking letters <laughs> and numbers in there. Uh, known as the Giant of Illinois, he stood at 8 feet 11.1 inches. Pretty tall. Uh, this is a photo of Robert Wadlow next to his father. 
And um, I know what you're thinking. It was proportionate to his size. Are you talking about his shoes? His feet were proportionate to his size. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> you know what they say Wait, about a guy with big feet. Really, though? Do you know? They got some big shoes. I looked it up once. Yes. They recorded that? That seems like really invasive. That's rude. He was the tallest guy. He was probably proud of it. He, I, you know what? I'd boast it, too. Um, he did have a girlfriend. Oh. Was she the world's shortest person? <laughs> um, was it his girlfriend or his wife? I, I mean, if, if it was proportionate, I'd marry him, too. <laughs> I don't... I can't remember, but... Um, there's just a picture of him She's with a... She's so teeny compared to yeah, him. With just a normal size... As a tall dude. Female. Yeah, he's gargantuan. Um, he... I don't... It's not the amygdala. What's that thing in the... That controls your growth hormones? Uh, pituitary gland. That's it. So he... Amygdala. <laughs> amygdala. So hyper, hypertrophy? 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 However you say it is the increase in the volume of an organ or tissue due to enlargement of its component cells. His pituitary gland grew significantly, which results in abnormally high level of human growth, growth hormone. Uh, even by the time of his death, there was no indication that his growth had ended. So this is his 37 AA shoe size compared to... That's ridiculous. Yeah. Right, it was so expensive to get clothes for him. Yeah, they had to custom make everything. Yeah. It's compared to a size 12. My feet aren't even that big. At size ten feet, just a giant, or like nine and a half. I don't remember. I haven't bought shoes in a while. Oh, this is cool! It shows his height uh, each year he was alive. Oh shit! So let me see how tall I am. He was as tall as me when he was about six and a half years old. That is a tall six-year-old. Yeah, he was taller than me at age seven. Robert Wadlow. That's my section. What'd you think of the beer? Excellent. Good. I put a few of our other beers ahead of this one, mm. just because it didn't blow me away quite like Vera did with the pistachio. The pistachio is much more present in that cream ale than the jalapeno is in this cream ale, but it's still very good, still very refreshing, crisp, clean, tasty, a little jalapeno-y. A little jalapeno-y. I think it's unique. I appreciate it. I appreciate the brewery. I'm glad we got to stop by and see it and pick up this, uh, this great beer. What about you? Um, like I said before, uh, I like cream ales. Vera was good. Um, I would be more blown away if this was more uh, jalapeno forward. I'd be like, oh, wow, this is really, you know, you know, unique. Not to say it's not, but it's just like flavor-wise, it's just another lager with a little bit of jalapeno in it. Yeah. There's I'm looking for something. When you say jalapeno, I'm thinking like flavor. Yeah. You know? It's going to be spicy. Spicy beer. Yeah. And then Beer Advocate said it was a herb and spi- herb and spice beer. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, even then, it's like this isn't spicy in the slightest. I gotta, I'm looking up Vera. Oh. So I, I did not dislike it, but I was a little disappointed. See, it calls Vera a cream ale, too. I don't understand why this is different, but... No, that makes sense. A little underwhelming compared to how it was marketed. With such a title? Yeah, I'm sure if I got it at the restaurant, jalapeno cream ale, oh, yeah, hell yeah, I'll try that. And then I get it. It's like, what, did you pour me a lager? Pretty much. Well crafted, though. 
I, yeah, uh, but for I can, a lot for what it is, yeah. it's a good lager. It's an ale. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Tastes like a lager. I, I don't know why I said lager. But, I um, think because you said it tasted like a lager. It's yeah, very similar to a lager. Cream ales are lagerish, and um, they go through a lagering process. But a jalapeno is there, just it could be more. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's tasty. Beerandfearcast.com is our website where you can find all of our uh, episodes on our episodes page. You can listen to them directly on the website. Even if you're on a mobile device, just click play and it'll start playing. Um, what's cool about the website now is that when you go to the episode page, go to that episode, all of the media, all the pictures and videos and articles and everything, links that we include and things that we talk about, it's all going to be included on that page. So you don't have to go to a separate page to, to look at it. You don't have to click on a separate link. Everything's right there for you. Super easy, super convenient. So all of the pictures uh, that I showed Paige, all of the things that we talked about, they'll be available on the website, episode 48. Um, Beerandfearcast at gmail.com is our email, or go to our contact page or our about page. There's a contact form. Just scroll down a little bit. Send us a quick message. Where can they follow us? And like or our us? socials? Yeah. Oh, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, Instagram. And... The one you made. Oh, TikTok? I haven't even started that. <laughs> we'll work on the TikTok. But we're on TikTok now. Everything's Beer and Fearcast, at Beer and Fearcast. Um, and then we're trying to play games on Twitch. <laughs> Struggling a little bit. We're having some technical difficulties, it seems, every single episode. <laughs> I got a good computer. And, and I but, need to get some damn lights. Uh, Paige needs a light, and I need a better graphics card, apparently. Or a second computer. If you want to send me a second computer... Uh, beerandfearcast at gmail.com <laughs> send me an email and then uh, we've got a patreon also patreon.com slash beerandfearcast some super cool rewards you can see including watching these uh, episodes live as we record them seeing our video episodes joining our discord things like that a lot of cool stuff check it out any questions reach out to us but thanks for listening thanks for sticking around and as always have a good day